0: to Retire Stronger, where we help you accumulate wealth, fuel your retirement, and leave a legacy behind for your family. Let's get started. Well, ladies, I'm your girl, Deborah Ascot-Black, the principal partner for ISAA Retire Strong. And today, we're going to talk to you about mindfulness and your finances, the whole you. Ladies, are we having a good life? Are we able to achieve getting to that space where we're not only having the money that we want and it's the best thing, but being happy isn't the greatest thing. Do we have the financial power we're seeking or the ability to achieve everything that we're searching for? Well, we're going to talk about this today. Let's talk about removing fear from our present and to really achieve the happiness that we want as we are trying to climb to the top. So today, I've invited one of my very, very good friends, and some people even say one of my best friends, and we're gonna talk about our money stories, our fears, our past, confidence, and our healing. So, I'm gonna to introduce to you right now, Shayla Hernan Edmonds. Shayla Hernan Edmonds is a wellness professional who works spa mom, talent management, equity and inclusion, and personal care coach and healer. Shayla sees people and helps them see themselves. She has spent the last 18 years working with and consulting corporations, educational institutions and nonprofit organizations through leadership, coaching, strategic planning, and training and development while building OMG wellness spa and bar and wellness boutique designed to support the physical, spiritual and emotional health of a diverse range of clients. She's a professional life coach, Reiki master healer, and soul stirrer. I'm so excited to share with you my friend and personal healer coach, Shayla. Welcome, Shayla.
1: Thank you. Hello, everyone.
0: Oh, Shayla, now I got you to the hot seat, child. Let's go, girl. You know, I got to ask you the real good questions. Okay. Okay. So we talk about a lot of things that I do, and we talk about what you do. One of the things I want to let everybody know is that Shayla became very close to me after doing some good things for my own self. As you all know, and many of you maybe not know, that there was a time in my life I was coming back from cancer. And she made a product that really healed my life, which was a product called a Shea Butter. And it actually helped me through... through the radiation burns. And so we became very close because of that. When I call her a healer, I'm not joking. This woman has amazing stories and how she's changed women's lives and so forth. She's really amazing. So that's how we became very close. So we're going to talk about that, but we're not talking about so much about the products today. We're talking about so many other things that she is really good at. So Shayla, the first question we're going to ask to you today is we're going to talk about shifting into your power. When we talk about shifting into your power, how does that affect finances, your financial power? What does that mean to you when I say shifting into your power?
1: For me, shifting into my power has meant unlearning and giving up things that I either was taught or wasn't taught that were getting in my way, it's sort of getting out of your own way so that you can tap into your desires, your skills, and your dreams. And so for me, that meant unlearning the idea of what success was supposed to look like mm. versus what I felt really passionate and drawn towards, what I'm good at without training, which is being a healer. Um, and so that's just an example of one thing that I had to unlearn because I was on a path to becoming a chief financial officer, wanted to go get my CPA and do all these other things because they were traditional good jobs, successful jobs. Ooh. And it took a while for me to really acknowledge the fact that I could do it, but it wasn't gonna make me happy, and that mm-hmm. I could be successful and still not be satisfied. And I was seeing that with coaching clients who were senior to me retiring to go do what they were passionate about and to find their joy. And that gave me the signal that I wasn't going to do the same thing. So stepping into my power allowed me to create revenue by aligning opportunities with things that I'm good at. You know, things that I want to do, that cliche of do something that you love and that you would do for free. Yes, I get it now. You get it I now. I get it now because that's the power. And that's No one joy. can take that away from me.
0: Wow. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that's almost like a pause moment. That's where your joy is. And that's where you're going to really make the money that you really in. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, I get it. I get it. That's that's an awesome statement. Well, then how did you remove your fear from your finances? That takes a lot to do this.
1: It does. And to be honest, I'm still removing my fear from my finances. So I am not here saying that I have arrived. Um, I think that one thing that really helped me Uh, A year or so ago was being a part of a conversation with some girlfriends and we talked about our money story. Yeah. You know, how did you see or how did you hear about money when you were, you know, pre-middle school? Like, what were the things you witnessed, like going back and visiting home in Mm -hmm. that way? Mm -hmm. And then, like, how did that change as you got older and and then to take a step back and then say, like, so what did, how did that inform your money story or your relationship with money? And for me, it was, we didn't talk about money. No, we you know, didn't. know, we didn't ask for it. My mom was a single mom who was resilient and worked multiple jobs. But I didn't see her ask for help. I saw her ride it out and make it happen. Yeah. And so I inherited that. I'm going to be strong and I've got it together. So. Yeah. Going back and seeing the way that I had observed and learned about money showing up in my own decision making, I think was step one because you don't know it. You're just doing it. Yes. You know? Um, And so that was really important because then I could figure out, well, what can I do about this thing that I'm doing and just sort of chip away at it. Yeah. Little by little. That's why I say it's still in progress.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, But, but that's been really, Important that I can ask for help. That it's okay for me to not have all the answers. Mm-hmm. That I don't have to be ashamed about things I missed or things I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, things that we're not taught in communities of color. Like you know, white people will brag about. Yes, I filed bankruptcy and I bounced back. And we're oh, oh, yes, I they do. I can't talk about that. You know, yes, we don't we don't necessarily talk about those things. Yes. You know, and that is a barrier.
0: Yes, it is a
1: barrier. You know and it's a stressor so it can impact us in more ways than just our financial well-being
0: right it shows up a lot of times as luggage to us we put all that Mm. luggage on ourselves trying to hide in our families uh, what's what's happening we try to show up as if we have so much when we have so little we try to do so much in front of our kids so that we do not look like what we really are going through and so we're thinking that that's a good thing for for our kids to see and so much and it becomes all of the wrong things for mm-hmm. our kids and now as adults we are sitting in a place of just a lot of mental just anguish and when you finally just become transparent with this realism okay this is where i really am right i need help and i'm sinking and this year was a big indicator of where we really are Pandemic really got really real for a lot of us out here. Mm -hmm. And you had to sit there and say, oh, my gosh, I've got to deal with so little in a big situation. And this was the test. Right. How did the pandemic affect, you know, you and how you dealt with your clients?
1: You know, the for me, the pandemic was a paradigm shift in a way. At the time, I was working in a nonprofit organization that focused on entrepreneurship, inclusive entrepreneurship at that. Yeah. So while everyone else is watching the Roof Chris of the United States apply for PPP, my organization is like studying the trends and the data.
0: Yeah. And as
1: an entrepreneur, I'm looking at it like all this time I thought that I needed to have this, that, this, that, this Mm -hmm. in order to be ready. Yes. And here Roof Chris is. In the line for PPP. It just made me rethink the what's rules real. and yes. what's real and yes. what's not. And it also made me think about how much energy I, at the time, was pouring into other folks' business. Yes. And then mine was the side hustle. But mine, my, my business of what I'm doing is my passion point. And I've got people saying, we need more. Yes. And I didn't have the capacity. So COVID really pushed me to have to re-examine what was going to be on my plate and mm. how the portions were going to be redistributed. Mm. And so I ultimately decided to leave my full-time job mm. during the pandemic because I'd already given up the fear of insurance and things like that. Like I'd already taken those steps to have my own insurance. Little things I knew would I would overthink or get anxious about were already addressed before the pandemic. Yes. And so... It all—it actually gave me the opportunity to earn more mm-hmm. and to step out on faith because we always talk about it, but yes, then when do. the rubber meets the road, you got to do it. You got to do it or you, do don't, what you don't. You know, and I realized that there's a shelf life on what I can achieve working in an organization, but there's no shelf life. And what I can build for something that is mine, that my family can inherit, that my nieces and nephews and godkids can be a part of. Like there's there's no limit to that. And they can take it and make something of it that I never saw in my lifetime. So how, how cool is that? <laughs> how cool is that?
0: So can you really gain confidence and clarity with your decisions in your life financially, personally, on your jobs and with your money?
1: Yes. You say yes. I say yes. Okay. There's no doubt in your mind. There's no doubt in my mind. I think you have to. You know, it doesn't mean that you're always going to feel at peace with all those things. But I think that all those things that you mentioned are a part of well-being spiritual, Mm -hmm. emotional, financial, physical,
0: Mm -hmm. you know,
1: each of them can impact the other. Okay. Um, And so I do think it's possible. Mm -hmm. um, But I also have learned that I can't do it by myself. It's possible when you, when you either have, or you create a village to support you.
0: What did you witness in your past regarding your money? Um, I think you touched on it a little bit. You get raised with your mom. Um, As a single mom, But what do you, you know, give us a little bit more of an indication. Today you're here, but growing up, what did that
1: look like? Mm, So for me, growing up, that looked like my mom had a full time job uh, and always a side hustle, whether it was doing makeup. So uh, so she had that skill set. But, you know, so I always saw my mom working her grit and her ability to get things done Uh and look fabulous in the process. Yes. is what taught me the work ethic that's showing up in my business now. Yes, yes. I think the challenges, however, were also, you know, that working that much and still barely being above the poverty line meant that she didn't qualify for assistance Mm. and that every month was, you know... A struggle, like the the idea of living month to month, paycheck to paycheck, was our reality. Um, I was fortunate, however, though that even though we didn't talk about money, there was a sense of pride and even adventure that she instilled in us around lack. So Mm -hmm. I remember being a kid and the lights being cut off. Yeah. And my mom would light candles and we would get a deck of cards and play Four Kings in the Corner. Okay. Or the cable is off and we watch Love, what's Love Got to Do with it? And like I could I could say every (laughs) line of that movie. So even though there wasn't a conversation around why the lights were off there wasn't this, her going and hiding, so to speak. Yeah. But I knew enough that it made me very early on. I think I started my first business when I was like 12 or 13.
0: Yeah. Because
1: I didn't want my mom to have to worry about taking care of me. Yeah. Um, and so that continues to show up because I'm also the one who has to make myself ask for help because I don't want other people mm-hmm. to feel like they're taking care of me. Yeah. Um, and so- a tremendous amount of responsibility came with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but barring the financial challenges, I was raised in such a loving home that it didn't feel as forefront. You know, yeah. friend, friends and classmates thought, oh, y'all got money. I can, you used to get picked at for being a rich kid. And I thought, uh-huh. yeah, <laughs> right. Who are you talking Who are you to? Talking to? <laughs> what? Where? Be, because it, even though my mom had those struggles, her mindset wasn't lack, yeah, but there was just shame in being a single mom and not having a not having enough and um and what that meant for her
0: We're not so surprised at not having right you know I think that's one of the things I observed you know during this time was we knew how to make so much out of so little already, right. You know, some people was caught up, uh, you know, this was caught by surprise, but then there were others. You know, we're just like, okay. But we've never had the option. Right. We to not make it. <laughs> to not make it. This is, we always have to make it. Always. Always got to make it. And so now you see a lot of, um, a lot of our businesses and a lot of us are finding ways and how to thrive in the most inconvenient times. And I'm just excited to see some of that happening yeah. in our communities. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And so as we see, you are being affected today um, from even last year in the pandemic you made a major change in your in your career and everything you went out on a limb. Yep. Tell me about today what's happening with you going out on a limb in your business and being mindful of making a change at this time in your life. What is that doing for you mm-hmm. and what well how can you talk to me about that and right. our audience well
1: part well one thing is. It's a it's a slight correction. I realized that I wasn't going out on the limb to go full time. Mm-hmm. I was going out on the limb to remain an employee. To because remain. I was losing money if I remained a full time employee in someone else's business. How is that? And you know, because I had clients who were reaching out saying, We want to work with you. Here's what we're looking at. You know, and I'm sitting there looking at all of these opportunities and mapping out what What that revenue stream is going to look like. And I'm like, wait a minute. It doesn't make sense for me to actually continue to do this. So to step into entrepreneurship with clients who were interested in, you know, long term relationships, continuing long term relationships was the the. The first step that I had, which felt surreal because I was thinking, like, is this really my life? Mm. You know, and then I had to remind myself, like, yes, because even while working full time, you still manage to consult and build OMG. And that might have meant lots of candles burning on both ends. But like, this isn't happening by luck. Yeah. This is happening about work, about work. Mm-hmm. Um, And so today it's very much the same clients who want to continue. Every time I come to a contract close, there's an offer an opportunity to extend so much so that sooner than I thought I would, I'm thinking about what it what would it look like to scale within my consulting business? Um, doing the strategic planning and equity and inclusion work by starting to build a team. Um, and that's something that I thought, well, maybe in a few years I'll start thinking about that. Mm-hmm. But I'm six months in and that's already something that I will have to think about unless I want to start telling people no.
0: What are some of the tips from your, um, let's say, from your um luggage that you want to give to some of our audience talking about how to tap into your mindfulness and some of the things that you know about how to get you where you are. Um, you know, everybody is not going to have that skill set. Right. Okay. Everybody is not going to be where you are. But there are some things. They have that fear, you know, mm-hmm. they have that fear about what they came from. OK, they came from a situation where, you know, they know what it's like to open up that salmon and they know what it's right. like to have that fried bologna. Mm-hmm. They know what it's like to have those lights turned off. They can't navigate their way to where you are today or where I am today. How do you figure out how to get here? Mm. You know, how do we do that? we got to get them here. Right. You know how to tap into that inner strip and say, I'm not where I came from.
1: Right. You know? I th- I think that the first thing for us to do, or for me, was it was important to reclaim those narratives. So mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with where you came from. Absolutely. There's nothing wrong with your fly, fried baloney. That's
0: right. There,
1: there's nothing wrong with you figuring out how to um, get to the end of the month. Because the amount of work that goes into survival yes. is Evidence of your ability to thrive. Ooh. So it's like I had to check my receipts. I moved here 15 years ago with a six-month-old, no job, and a savings account. But I knew I had skills. And I said, Lord, if this is not for me, I'll go back to Northern Virginia (laughs) because I got connections and a whole network there. Um, But the fact that I had the courage to come here with a young child. So we oftentimes will say my dreams must be deferred because of my children. Mm. My mom deferred her dreams for us. And I'm grateful for every sacrifice. I I get it. And yet I believe that my kids are part of the reason that my dreams cannot be deferred. Um, Part of the reasons your dreams cannot be deferred. They are the reason my dreams cannot be deferred. Okay, all right. Go ahead. Um, and so I think reclaiming all those things that we are afraid of and we're ashamed of as evidence, as training, as skill, because being resilient, you know, we say it so often that some people feel it's cliche, but being resilient is all about being conscious of where you're going to use your energy because it's always going to be something mm. and being really intentional about your next step. You know, we resilience is about prioritization because you can't everything can't be an emergency and on fire right now. Mm-hmm. You know, you either got to let some burn while you while you put this out. And so I think that all those things that we run from are actually things that we should embrace. Um, When I worked in nonprofits focusing on entrepreneurship, I would say to funders, imagine all these really skilled entrepreneurs who are, you know, P- pitching off their payroll check from their job to buy dye so that they can paint something or whatever it is that there's their trade. And then they go to a bank and they don't get funding or they don't get treated well because of their race. Like imagine if all of the barriers were mm-hmm. taken away and yeah. they could just do what it is that they do and, tr- and that we trust and remember that their ability to be successful and persist in an environment that isn't set up for them to be successful. It's actually the evidence that they can.
0: It's actually the evidence that they can. Yeah. So all the stuff that you've been through. It's the evidence that you can. Exactly. I love that. Shayla. I love that. Shayla. Wow. Wow. Mm. What, who do you look for? Who do you look to for advice today?
1: Oh, it's a range of folks. So, of course, you were on that list. Mm. Um, I was great. I've been really fortunate to have mentors and people come into my life who have been there, done that. Mm -hmm. Um, Or folks who see me and recognize, oh, she's doing that because she just really doesn't know no better. (laughs) And (laughs) and that they will lovingly say, hey, let me talk to you, you Mm -hmm. know. Um, so I look for people who not only have achieved success, and, and I don't think of success as just financial achievement. Yes. I think if you are successful in life, you have good relationships, mm. um, that you are not contributing to other folks' trauma. So if you've made it, mm. but traumatized people, I don't, I don't want to repeat that recipe. No, mm-hmm. no, you're right. So, I I think that for me it's finding mentors and people to surround me who have similar values. Yes. Um and then I have an incredible friend group that it seems like, you know, as the universe would have it, I go through something or I learn something and then one of them's got next so I can just show them my notes. Mm-hmm. Um and so that's been that's been a part of it. And just trusting the w- wisdom of my elders. Um, I meditate a lot because sometimes the answer that you're looking for is in you. Um, and asking other folks exclusively gets you more confidence in other people, but not in yourself. So yes. I go to me first yeah, and then really I good. will ask for guidance and for, for to be directed to whoever yeah. might be the next right step.
0: Ooh, that's pretty good. What would you tell your younger self today? I mean, if you were to meet her again today about the wisdom that you already know now. Mm.
1: I would tell her to go for it. Mm -hmm. I would tell her that she's enough and that she doesn't need to become anything new Mm -hmm. to be enough because we're. I remember, you know, always thinking, I've got this idea, but I need more training. I need more this. I need more that. And then I started to get the training and realized, I knew that, you know. You knew that already. I knew that. So what <laughs> we're looking for so often is validation. Yeah. And I would have told her, you're enough. So you don't need to go on this journey to get validated. Yeah. Just, just, just do the work. Trust in your inner it. self. And enjoy it. Yeah. Have fun. Don't worry about failing. Failure is information. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, be wise in how you respond to your failure, because that's the that's the test. If you learn from it, then you didn't fail. Um, And so, yeah, I would tell her to just go for it. Um, Mm -hmm. There there is the things that we fear oftentimes illusions, you know, because the older version of her has had to confront some of those fears Mm and those scenarios and realize, you know, that hurt. But it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Do you feel that you are wealthy today? Oh, yes. And how come? I am wealthy because I have unlearned toxic and harmful ideas about who I was and what was possible for me. Um, I am attentive to my mental and my physical health. So I've, I've learned to know when something is is poking at me and to start to offer care for myself. There was a time where it would, I would find myself steeped in depression and then have to climb out. Um, I have great relationships. And for me, that's a reflection of how I care for myself. The people, the people around me mirror that back mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm also in a position of being able to work with my life partner to create, um, income and wealth that's not just through our day-to-day work, but through the things that we're investing in and want to create in this world. So I believe that in every dimension of what it means to be well, that I am plugged in and willing to learn and growing a little bit more every day.
0: Taylor Herndon Edmonds. This woman is a wonderful person She's full of so much knowledge and energy. So, Shayla, I am so grateful that you spent some time with us today here at ISAA Retire Strong and ISAA Retire Strong Her. Listen, if anybody wanted to get in in
1: touch with you more, how would they find you? So the best way to find me is at www.omgwellnessbar.com. We're a Winston-Salem-based boutique, and that's the greatest way, the quickest way to find me. And I'm on social media under the handle at OMG Wellness Bar on both Instagram as well as Facebook and Twitter. So Follow me. I'd love to connect with you.
0: We are so happy to have her here today. And thank you again for joining us on our show. Thank you for having me. But before I leave you today, let me leave you with our ultimate Rainmaker tip of the week. Wealth is the ability to fully experience life. That is by Henry David Thoreau. Next week, I will return with season two, New Beginnings Wrap Up where we will review things I don't want you to forget about this entire season. Until then, I'll see you next week.